The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Welcome to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. You can think of us as the 180 and 360 of gaming podcasts. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and thrilled to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who has stuck it out for 180 episodes with me. Josh, how are you doing this evening? Hey, uh, I'm doing good. I didn't recognize. I didn't realize the title until the, until now because uh, I don't usually read what you write, so it's a surprise to me. I didn't realize. I appreciate that. We're at one eighty. Nice. I know. I feel like one eighty should be a significant like number for some reason, but I don't know why I feel that way. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It shouldn't be. <laughs> I know. It just uh, for some reason it does. I don't know if it's because it's half of a full circle from you know one hundred eighty degrees. It's somebody who has turned their life around 180 degrees, so maybe their things are going way better for them now, you know? Like, sure. I, I think we're better at podcasting now than we were at episode <laughs> one, so that's I good. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know why. For some reason, when I was writing this, I just felt a little nostalgic about it and all that good stuff. Yeah, nice. Hey, I'm happy. Lucas was trying to get me to play hockey tonight, and he's like, come on, what are you recording? You can skip one. I said, I'm sorry. What did I say? said, uh, sorry, Board of Video Games runs like clockwork. We don't miss, unlike my shots in hockey. <laughs> oh, that was nice. I thought you were going to say it makes him slam about his podcast not existing anymore. <laughs> so that's no. very nice of you. And then he said, well, do you know what else runs like clockwork? And then I made a joke that I won't repeat for the, our listeners. <laughs> that's very nice of you, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 180, nice. Look at look we're uh we're chugging along we are chugging along uh hopefully though josh hopefully this episode actually gets posted do you Uh know why i say that no because i am doing this on a brand new computer oh it's all hooked up and going it all is hooked up it's all set up and i think (laughs) everything i have or everything I need is on here, I think. Nice. But until I actually start editing and like going into, you know, just all the sites I have to go to to post these things that the passwords just, you know, are saved. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. And I think I know the vault, but we'll see. So hopefully this is all going to go okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Audacity already didn't work once, so we're we're in great shape so far. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like a nice fresh start, though, Josh, when you get a new computer and you're deciding like what to bring over and what not to bring over yes. or what you have to bring over and not it's kind of a nice little fresh start kind of leave the past things behind and just moving on to newer greener pastures you know did you tell me when we were talking about our days earlier that you got, you hooked up your computer and my head was just full of dead horse nonsense or did you not say it <laughs> i did not say it i was okay. saving it for the show so i could get your genuine <laughs> okay, authentic good. reaction in the show I just worry that I missed the whole thing. <laughs> but in, in setting up my new computer, Josh, I realized immediately 
why sometimes I, or why up until this point, I never was a PC gaming person. Uh, drivers? Not, that, was, that was simple. That actually went very, very simple. I checked my, it said, hey, your driver's out of date by like X amount of time. Do you want like your driver to be focused on gaming or on creative? And I was like, gaming. <laughs> and then it updated and it was fine. It was totally fine. Not that I'm not going to likely replace these items in the next two months anyway, but my wireless keyboard and mouse just don't work. I have no idea why. When I plug it in Hmm. the little dongle, it recognizes the dongle. It says it's connected, but the keyboard doesn't work. The mouse doesn't work. Tried different USB ports. Tried all of the stuff. Just doesn't work. So now I'm using the crappy packing keyboard and mouse (laughs) (laughs) that came with this thing that are wired and my desk is already really small, and usually when we record, I actually take my keyboard and mouse off of the desk, uh, and now I can't. I've like just shoved up underneath. It's it's a mess, Josh. It's an absolute mess. And why doesn't it work? I have no idea. No clue. Couldn't tell you. Well, yeah. I mean, they probably don't want you gaming with a wireless mouse and keyboard. <laughs> well, and I was not intending to game with them. I just, <laughs> that's what I had. And that's what I, because they were going to get replaced, because I'm going to get myself a nice little keyboard, get myself a nice little mouse. But I just needed something in the interim, and I guess that's something I get to use is these really, really cruddy packing ones. So that's great. So that's cool. Hey, at least they work. It's true. And they're kind of quiet, so that's nice at least. Though they're, it's the type of keyboard that I don't like. You don't have the me- mechanical keyboard? <laughs> <sighs> You're making my editing life so much more complicated, Josh. No, you gotta leave that in. <laughs> I it was, <laughs> you don't have to edit any of that. <laughs> uh, I know, but I, I I do I do try to edit all of that. The thing I can't ever edit though because it's too quiet. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that I don't ever edit it. That's really really hard to edit out. Um, is your your mouse wheel is extremely loud? Your, or I shouldn't say your mouse wheel. Like your mouse clicks are very loud. Oh, my mouse clicks. Yeah. So like, when every time that you're talking and you're like clicking on things on your screen, oh, like, I gotta you do can it hear at the every same time. single mouse click. <laughs> What's that? I gotta do it at the same time. <laughs> So when I talk well, and click. Yeah, and that's all that people hear are mouse clicks then. And barely hear you talking. They just Why is it so clicks. loud? It's not loud. I don't know. It's your mouse, Josh. You tell me. It's not that loud. It, it look, I'm clicking I can hear right now. While we're talking and you're clicking. I'm clicking right now. I see that. And if you clicked that softly, it'd be fine. That's how you usually click. <laughs> I'm just though, a hard Josh. clicker. It's not my mouse. Yeah, it's that's me. Right, that's right. <laughs> but how's your weekend been? Oh, you know, it's I just realized that's how I do it. I just did it real hard. <laughs> I'll do it softer. Uh look it. It's all about being self-aware. How was my weekend? Uh it was fine, I think. Uh we had really nice weather on Saturday, so we actually spent the day out in the backyard. We actually just had our I don't know, thirty foot tree taken out of our backyard on Thursday. So now we have sun and more room uh so it was nice i cooked on the grill we went out and got burgers and i got turkey burgers for my wife it felt like an actual first it actually felt like i don't want to say summer but like it felt like the season has finally changed uh so that was nice you know and today i had a nice day with my son because sunday's uh my wife works 12 hour shift so it's me and the kiddo all day uh, all leading up to all the kids coming back to school tomorrow, you know, because yeah. you got to come back uh, the last two days of March 
just to grad to get out in June. It's very important to get everyone back in the building for a month and a half, uh, <laughs> two months. Um, so yeah, so I, it looks like this week to be a, a extremely stressful week for everyone. So it'll be nice to have had this weekend leading up to it. And I get my second vaccine next Saturday. That's really exciting. So then I almost almost have a little bit of peace of mind. I got like two weeks after that to really get out of there. But That's right. Uh, in my state, I am eligible starting April 5th. Yeah, our general pop is April 19th here, but I got in on oh, school, okay. which is Yeah, nice. they don't count us. We didn't think they were counting us either, but they, they got pressured by um, pretty much every teacher's union in the state, and the governor caved. It's um, still a little too late for everyone's uh, enjoyment, but like the fact that you're back in heaven back with kids... If you told that, if I told that to the teachers in my building, that you still haven't been vaccinated, or people <laughs> in your school, they they would have lost their minds. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't ever meet face to face with students, but a lot of our other people do, and you know, we were not included in the K twelve group, so ah, no vaccinations for any of us until April fifth. Woohoo! Which isn't true. There is some people who got it, but it was a very select few. They had to be considered emergency response personnel. Yeah. So, but. Gotcha. Well, that's exciting, though. And, you know, I had a nice weekend previous to celebrate all those kiddos coming back. I'm sure that's all going to go great. <laughs> yeah, so that's exciting. I'm sure there'll be no problems. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, listener, thanks so much for joining us this week. We really do appreciate it. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board with VG on Twitter or check out all the awesome stuff over on the Instagram. Also, Board with VG. We're a proud part of playing some video games, and PSVG is on Patreon. We are thrilled with the support you have given us there thus far. And if you'd like to monetarily support what we do, you can find us there at patreon.com slash PSVG. But the most important thing is that you listen and maybe share our show with someone who you think might enjoy it. As a side note, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you can hear Dollar Cinema, not one, but two episodes probably this month. Uh, as, as we have another lengthy episode about uh, the Snyder Cut that will be coming out very, very soon. We're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower Podcast as well as all the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. All right, Josh, format as usual this week. So what is your first topic? So, uh, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to view this because it's from the New York Times. Um, and I, you know, they, they limit your viewings, but, um, via newyorktimes.com, um, we see that Matt Leacock is working on a new game and not only is it, well, I don't even want to say that you might, if you don't know him by name, Matt Leacock is, uh, is one of the designers of pandemic, uh, and all of the pandemics to be, to be clear. And I think largely that's all he's known for. Uh, as, uh, and I don't want to say he hasn't done other games, but like you know, here Matt Leacock, you know, Pandemic. Well, now he is working on a new game, and it is fighting against climate change. Uh, if you want to read more about this, you can definitely go to. The New York Times and find this under Matt Leacock in the arts section. 
Um, but essentially, they're just kind of covering the point where he's playtesting this game and he's giving kind of notes. But um, the players who are all experts from the Red Cross, Red Crescent Climate Center, um, they're playing online um, with a via a, a video call uh, where they're basically playtesting his game for him. And uh, I don't know that there's too much information about the game so far, but I will say this kind of seems like the perfect follow-up to Pandemic for him, where we're now dealing with climate change. And uh, the game deals, the game is uh, played in rounds. It goes, it plays over four-year periods. So four years. Um, from present day, oh, actually not four years, four-year periods. So from present day to 2050, um, in each round, players lay down cards representing emissions um, uh, slash, I don't know that I put hyphen, or emissions slash hyphen cutting policies, such as building solar power plants or increasing food waste recycling. Um, their carbon totals are represented by brown cubes that get piled up in the middle of the board, which seems chaotic, <laughs> uh, and red counters move along a cartoon uh, thermometer as our temperature goes up. Uh, Matt Leacock said he was trying to make the game scientifically accurate, uh, which is why he's testing it with the Red Cross Climate Center employees. Um, but accuracy adds complexity, he also said, uh, where he has to ensure that the game didn't become overly detailed, which I think, it made me think of that Rescue Polar Bears game I think you were talking about, or maybe even games like Power Grid, where they're trying to be more scientifically accurate, which can lead to more complexity and frustration, especially if you're not familiar with <laughs> the science that you're dealing right. with. Um, uh, there is, they also commented there is uh, another game out there that is about climate change. It's called CO2, which I think is actually a pretty well-received game. Um, and that's by, uh, uh, that's probably Vito, not Vital, uh, Lacerda. And he also commented on um, how accuracy m means more complexity. Uh, so what do you think? Is this a game, does this theme immediately interest you? Or is this one of those designers, because I know your history with him as far as games go, is this a, just a designer you're going to support his next project, re project regardless? I'm definitely interested in it because it's a Matt Leacock game. So obviously I'm I'm there. Uh, but you're right. You know, I really enjoyed Rescue Polar Bears, which is a slightly comp or I should say it's a very hard game. It's not very complicated, but it's very hard. Um, that still has this theme and idea in it. You're right. CO2 uh, is a game I've really been interested in, but never picked up. But apparently is extremely heavy. Very, very complex game um, amongst one of the more, you know, complex games that is out there is my understanding for CO2. So if they can bring or if Matt can bring the same theme with a little less complexity to the game, I, I definitely am in. Even if it is complex, that definitely doesn't ward me off or scare me. But I was kind of interested in what he was doing. And I think there, there's very few designers who are going to get a story in the New York Times about their next game. Like, that's not a huge list right. of people <laughs> who's going to have that happen. So I'm interested in it. It's something that I will definitely want to check out. My question is, and I only 
briefly saw this article. I haven't had a chance to read the entire thing. Do they ever mention whether he's signed with a publisher for this yet? Or is he still in the design area? So theoretically, you know, might this game actually never come out? I can't imagine he'd have a problem pitching his game, but... I didn't see um, a part where they mentioned a publisher, but they, they might not even know to even ask that question. That's true. Um, not that I'm saying that they wouldn't, but I just assume... <clears throat> that it's not mentioned because it wasn't asked. I would guess he's still with Z-Man. But who knows, right? Right. And then, yeah, I have no idea what his contract looks like. He very well could be. Who knows? But if, yeah, if, I'm definitely uh, interested. If Splig is listening, I just, they got in last minute. I got the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> now that he, now that Splig is famous, I had to uh, make sure to mo- monitor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is famous now. My goodness. That was the most activity our social media has ever had, thanks to him. <laughs> yeah. When Greg so. Miller sees a tweet, you're, one of your listeners tags you, and it's it's a good day for it, it is a good day. <laughs> it is a good day. But yeah, so Matt Leacock, like I said, definitely interested. I, I enjoy his games. I've, I've always had a, a soft spot for the work that he does and think he does exceptional work. Uh, but what about you? Is this a game that you're going to want to check out? Is this a game you are interested in? Yes, um, I love his games. Uh, uh, it's still the same problem, right? Like, where are we going to be? Uh, am I going to be able to gather with groups? When is this game coming out? How many games have I accrued during the pandemic that I need to play with groups of people? Where in my Gloomhaven campaign will I be? Where in my Frosthaven campaign will I be? Like, right. <laughs> there's, I think um, I will definitely have my eye on it right and and if i think it's even close to pandemic or as far as like the like ease of uh that's not even right the approachability maybe that's the word i want to use where i can think that a whole game group will be interested not just me and my wife like it, it will be a for sure buy in that situation um but like i literally just looked at pandemic fall of rome was has been on was on sale over the weekend, and it's a game I've always been eyeing because I love the theme. Uh, and I was like, should I like should I buy it? It's just gonna be me and my wife who play it. Because if I bring it to the game group, whenever they get back together, they're probably just gonna want to play Pandemic or a Legacy at that point, like not a like a spinoff version of it. Well, you could ask them, do they want to play? Fall of Rome, right. or Iberia, <laughs> or The Cure. Or I mean, there's a lots of options. Rising, Rising Tide, Tide, or, Call, or Cthulhu. Cthulhu, Rising? yeah, there's so many ways. <laughs> what is I the Cthulhu? Call, call Cthulhu? No. Uh, I'm hesitant to use my mouse button. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for that to happen that way. I'm kidding. Uh, pandemic, Cthulhu. Uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Reign of Cthulhu. Reign of Cthulhu. There you go. Yeah, there's plenty of pandemic options for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm happy to see he's working on another game. I'm happy to see he's working on a game in his wheelhouse, or so it would seem, at least based on what I've saw in the pictures of the map and the gameplay. Uh, so yeah, let's bring it on. I'd- uh, rethemed, <laughs> I don't know. That was going to sound rude. I was going to say a rethemed pandemic, but that's not necessarily what it is. Yeah, I, I hoping. Mm, I don't want to say I'm hoping it's completely different than pandemic, but I do hope it is 
a little bit different because realistically he and not that it's bad but for the most part people know him for pandemic and for the forbidden games and that's pretty much it he's done some other stuff but realistically not a ton of other stuff like his other things haven't been super big um so those are really the things he's most known for um so I, I would like to see him do something a little bit different and kind of break out of that that mold that everyone knows him for uh, yeah. and really, you know, spread his wings, if you would. So. Agreed. Cool. Anything else about Matt Leacock and his next game you want to check about? No, let's get him on the show. All right. I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> okay. So my first topic this week, Josh, it's been a while. So we are going to go back to the Board with Video Games Definitive Ranking of Board Games. There's a really good chance we have maybe played. Hmm. Every time we do this, Josh and I each bring two or three games to the table, and we start ranking our list. Our list is available to you, dear listeners, whenever you want. It is in our pinned tweet, a link to the document that contains our current rankings. I'm not going to go through them all right now, but the top five currently going from five to one is Tick the Ride, Tiny Towns, Lords of Waterdeep, Everdell, and the game we were just talking about, Pandemic, as number one. Now, important thing to know that Josh or I may or may not have played the games we talk about. And that's what makes our ranking so wonderful is because it's our ranking, so we can base it off of whatever we want to. Uh, the list currently has 18 games, and the game in 18th place currently, Wasteland Express Delivery Service. So, Josh, with that, hmm. what game would you like to nominate for adding to the list this week? Before I nominate, thinking when we have this topic, I want to remind you that we are... Because this was something um, that you did a while ago. We haven't revisited. Do you remember the designer list? Oh, yeah. We should revisit that. We should revisit that. I was thinking about that the other day. That's a good idea. Uh, Okay. So I'm going to add a game that is uh, on, well, it's uh, uh, been a game that we have both played uh, frequently recently. Uh, And that game is Potion Explosion. Ooh, okay, okay. So it's a good, it's a good entry, Josh. I don't really have to think about this one. Uh, is it because of playing it so much lately? That's why you want to bring it, or what caused you to bring this to the to the table tonight? No, I mean, it's definitely on my mind, right? Like when we when I see that this is something that you added, um, I just kind of start to think of games. Uh, nothing specific, but. I think it might have popped back up because Kevin had messaged like a game had like broken for him again uh, when I was thinking of it. But yeah, I mean, we're definitely we're actively playing this on the mobile app with uh, some listeners and some people from PSVG. And it's been a lot of fun and it's kind of easy pick up and play kind of game. But I also think. And I know you're going to go first. I'm kind of giving you ammo. I also think this is a game that is a bridge gabber because it has mobile game elements as to where like a person like my mother would probably very easily take to this game Um, or, or pretty much anyone who has a mobile phone and plays a mobile game, Candy Crush or Bejeweled or or anything like that. Uh, this definitely uh, has an easy way to, like I said, bridge that gap as far as like, a, if you've played this, you could probably figure this game out kind of thing. So I I feel like it's like Ticket to Ride light as far as like a, um, intros to, to board games. 
I would agree there. I I like this game. There is a lot of luck, I feel like, especially with the marbles coming down, being randomized to a degree that, you know, you pick your potions and then, you know, three other people might go and depending on what they pick and then suddenly the, you know, droplets that are available are not great droplets for you and suddenly you're just in a tough spot. It doesn't feel very good when that happens. Uh, and sure, maybe there's some mitigation you can do as far as ensuring you have a diversity of um, colors that you need for your droplets or and, and things like that, but also just flexibility of you know what potions are available to you to pick from to add to your pool to try to fill next um you know do you only have a whole bunch of three and four point ones and then you know the next person gets you know 10 and 11 10 point yeah. ones and eight point ones and the and the and the marbles are or the droplets are really well set up for that so there there is that element sometimes that can be a little bit frustrating with the game where you just feel like you can't get anything going uh, but with that being said i do enjoy the game i like playing it i do prefer playing it on the mobile app compared to i think in person uh, it just helps a lot too with being able to visualize uh, how all of the collisions are going to happen for you to be able to take those pieces. And I think um, when you're playing this game with other people around the table, I, I feel like some analysis paralysis can happen there of trying to decide what to take. Uh, it can you know, lead to people potentially having side conversations or getting on their phone or whatever else might happen. Whereas on the mobile app, you know, you have seven days to take your next yeah. turn. So it's not <laughs> such a big deal for that asynchronous online play. So right now, like I said, I like this game, but I don't love the game. Initially, my initial reaction of placement would be at I, I would put it as the new number eleven um, between Santa, so between Santorini and King of Tokyo. That's where I would put it. But what wow. about you, Josh? <laughs> um, I think I agree with almost everything you said, except I prefer the physical version because you're you're actually causing the reactions yourself, and it, it's just you know that textured like experience where you're pulling yeah. marbles out and stuff like that. Uh, I was actually at 14. <laughs> oh, okay. How, I'm, like I said, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay to meet you. I think I wouldn't put it above Carcassonne for me. Okay. Do you want to go between Carcassonne and forbidden desert? That if you, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. Um, I yeah, was like, I was like, it's not, I was like, it's better than Sura for sure. And that was like where yes. my point was. Um, but even I wouldn't put it above Santorini only because I know that that's a game that you prefer more than me, but Santorini is exclusively a two player experience. Yeah. And I think with potion, uh, I think that Santorini is a stronger game in that, in that regard. And, and I think you can actually play Santorini with up to four, but I think it's definitely best. As is a it four experience. players? I think you can play it up to four, but I, I oh. don't advise that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option. Okay. Yeah, cool. I think so. Uh, okay. So you're cool then with if we go as the new number 13. Well, are, you, are you cool? I'm undercutting yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm fine <laughs> with that. I Once we get down to these games, like the King of Tokyo, Carcassonne, Forbidden Desert, Small World, Castle mm. of Mad King, Ludwig, like that area... Like, I like those games fine, but I also don't have a super strong, passionate response to any of them. Yeah. So, if you, I'm more than happy um, going between Carcassonne and Forbidden Desert at making it the new number 13 if you want to. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, Josh. Are you ready for my first game? I am. Okay, but before I do it, B, I want to oh. know how many games do you have to nominate tonight? Oh, I have two, but I can do more. Okay. Easily. Because I have three <laughs> that I brought. Okay, let's do three. Okay, I just want to double check things. That'll help me 
pick the ones that I do. So we're going to start. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to shake things up on our list a little bit and see okay. what happens here. Um, so I'm going to pull out a big gun right away, a game that I know you have played, but a game I have not played. Oh. Um, but I am excited to play it. And that is, Josh, I'm pulling out Gloomhaven. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about our love for Pandemic, how great of a game it is, how yeah. amazing the original is, and how if you went back to your game group, they would just want to play a base Pandemic. I, I have to imagine for you this game has got to be <laughs> fighting for that number one spot. But maybe I'm wrong. Josh, what are your thoughts? Gloomhaven. Yeah, I mean, okay. So my first instinct is to be, yes, Gloomhaven is my number one. That being said, I don't know how we're necessarily, and I don't know if we know this as a as a whole, but I don't know how we're trying to format this list, if we're trying to do it as our favorite games of all time, more, most accessible, most fun, uh, whatever. Um, and I think because we're doing a podcast, I tend to think a game that I feel comfortable recommending to everybody as well. And I know Gloomhaven isn't a game you can recommend to everybody because it is a very specific type of game, a game that I wouldn't have been into 10 years ago, a game I would have not had any interest in. It's like the Skyrim of board games, and I don't like Skyrim. <laughs> it's okay. a, You know, I mean, it's not maybe not an apt comparison, but in my head, that's like someone says to me, like, hey, let's play the Skyrim board game. I'm like, no, I have no interest in a game like that. And I think that Gloomhaven can be that way for some people. For me, it would be number one, honestly. However, I think if we're thinking of the listeners in a game we would recommend, I would probably put it at number three. Because I think Pandemic and Everdell are more approachable games in general, and thematically and gameplay-wise. Well, it's important to note... That this is just our ranking based off whatever we want it to be. Yeah. It's not necessarily it, so we can if you want it to be number one, you can argue you can make the case for it to be number one. That's fine. Well, I just showed my fine. cards and told you I could put it at three. So if I even said number one, you could probably talk <laughs> me down from that. Uh I mean, yeah, Gloomhaven's my number one board game. It's probably going to be my number one board game until Frosthaven comes out, based on what I've been reading about Frosthaven. Right. It, it, or if a board game surprises me. But I I don't see I guess if you sat me down with a casual board gamer I could probably convince them to play Gloomhaven, but I can't convince you to like it right. Like that's something that is up to the person. I can sell you on a game, but once you start right. doing it, if you don't like the mechanics, then you don't like them. Um, and I can I I can see Gloomhaven being, um, like a a tug of war with that. Like I don't want my life to be my cards. That's one side. Also, it's like, Oh, that's really cool. Your life is your cards. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> where do you yeah. fall? <laughs> so yeah, I guess without trying to be less wishy-washy, Gloomhaven's my number one. Uh, it, would, it, will, it will be my number one. So you just have to manipulate that. <laughs> if Why you do want I have to. to manip- Why do I have to <laughs> manipulate it? So Josh, very on a very basic level. Yes, you're saying Gloomhaven is a better game than Pandemic. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know how it wouldn't be number one then, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. It has way more variety too. Like it's just better overall. 
Okay. Well, I guess we have a new number one. Sorry, Pandemic. It was nice to know you. Uh, sorry, uh, you the know, rest of the internet Matt, for being the same. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if Matt Leacock had already released another game, we would, you know, be onto that instead of Pandemic, and that could be the new number one. But nope, it, it is Gloomhaven now in the number one Gloom-demic. spot. <laughs> All right, Josh, what is your next game? Okay. Uh, I don't know how we haven't done this. Well, maybe we haven't done it because we didn't want to challenge ourselves too much, but I am going to um, bring Ascension to the table. I actually, that was one of the games I was going to bring, but I oh, have good. multiple other to ones it. to bring, so it's totally okay. No, it's totally okay. <laughs> I was going to, because I was going to really try to give you some challenging ones tonight, so that's why that was on the list, <laughs> along with Gloomhaven and a surprise third game, which I well. don't think will be a challenge, but it'll probably make me laugh. So, all right. Uh, Ascension, eh? So I like Ascension, but I think I know you like Ascension more than I do. Uh, We don't actually, when I look at this list right now, we don't have any deck builders, do we? (laughs) No, and I thought of a few before Ascension, but I figured Ascension should be the one. No, that's fine. Uh, Even though we just talked about a deck builder last week. (laughs) That's okay. I like Ascension. I don't love Ascension. Um Mm. And I'm trying to think of where I would put it on this list because I do think it's well designed, but I, it does suffer from the b- gazillion ex- you know expansions. Of yes. What is the best combination to play? Is it just base ascension we're talking about? Or are we talking about it? Oh, ascension with X, Y, and Z, which always becomes more complicated. But when I look at this list right now and thinking of the games of where I would want to play it, for me, ascension would probably be like number nine. Okay. Where would it be for you? For me, it was it was going to be number six. I I can Closer agree. Closer than I thought our rankings would be. I can agree. Well, I agree with the um, expansion argument, and I think had there if there was like a definitive edition, like I think we were talking about for like Marvel Legendary, right? I think it could be higher. Um, I know they've done a few like small two player sets that have included cards from sets but a small 20 like a two-player set is not a definitive edition of your game that has 15 (laughs) expansions um i do think that that while as much as i love ascension i think that any game with this many expansions that that slowly becomes like uh it's kryptonite and they're just consistently just absorbing more and more of it until you're like, right. well, why should I play this game? I don't even know where to start. Because you can't just go buy an expansion because you need a base game. Yeah. So you would put it above a game. I think we've talked about a lot that you seem to really love. You would put it above Azul. I would, yeah. I, 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 I would put it above Azul. Um, I, I love Azul. I just I love Ascension more. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. So how about, are you comfortable with then we putting it at number seven? So Azul would bump down, so it'd be go right between Gaverna and Azul. Yeah, I'm okay with that, as long as you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That is, because that's kind of my um, point, if that would make sense, is that when I think of Azul, I think I would rather play Azul than Ascension. But sure. it's not so definitive that I'm like, that's ridiculous that you'd have it above, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got to that point. Because um, it was still between our rankings, but at a point where I feel pretty comfortable with it. So Ascension, uh, as I'm not renumbering things right now, in between yeah. <laughs> Caverna and Azul, 
So it'll probably actually be the new number seven, I think, or number eight, actually, because of Gloomhaven. But that's fine. We'll we'll recap things later. All right, Josh, my second game here for you, um, which is going to be my sub for Ascension. This is the, a game I'm subbing in, so I still have three total. Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Oh, no. <laughs> so what would you say? Obviously, we just did a deck builder. Now I'm bringing you a very different deck builder, a very different style of deck builder. What are your thoughts on Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle? Um, I thought I could fix the numbers for you, but it's just getting more complicated. That's okay, uh, I got it. I'll finish while you talk. I okay. I really enjoy this game, but but this game relies so heavily on theme that I don't know that it stands with other deck builders that we like. As, okay. If you're not a Harry Potter fan. Okay. Um, I am a Harry Potter fan, Jeff. No. If, yes. If a person isn't a Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that the difficulty is a refreshing change to deck builders. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a game where I feel stupid when I tell people we still haven't beaten it in this household. Okay. Um, because everyone else I know has beaten it. But I think it's just because we haven't put more time into it. Or we're doing something wrong. We're both. Um I really, I really enjoy the game. I do. I, I enjoy it a lot. Uh, and I, th- I think this is. I know that this is our list, right? But I can't help yes. but think of other people. Um, so I think that it could be a tougher push for people who aren't Harry Potter fans. But how many, really, how many people aren't Harry Potter fans? Uh, probably a lot. Uh, but based it's not on my that favorite logic, deck builder. It's based probably, on that logic, Josh. Like if somebody's not really into you know, the whole, the the trappings of fantasy games. Like, they're not going to like Gloomhaven either. Yeah, or like, you know, like, or someone who doesn't like listening to podcasts, they'll right. never hear this list. <laughs> right, right. Um. Yeah, I guess. So it's not my favorite deck builder. It's probably not in my top four favorite deck builders, but I do really enjoy it. What would be ahead of it? Other than Ascension, obviously. Ascension, Marvel Legendary... Um, uh, Star Realms. So it's number four. Okay. When and was the last time you played Ascension? Uh, excuse me, Marvel Legendary. Oh, we've talked about this. It's been a long time. Yeah. When was the last time you played Star Realms? Um, recently, but oh, okay. on mobile. Gotcha. When was the last time you played Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle? Was it more recently than those two? Mm, it's more recently than Legendary, but not so. than Star Realms. Okay. Uh, it's been a while since I played Hogwarts Battle. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, I think, I don't know if I had to put it in this, I know you're going to put it above Ascension, but I won't. I would probably put it between Azul and Sagrada if it was me. You want to know nine and 10? You want to know it's really funny? In my mind, I was going to pitch it as our new number 10. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And the reason being is that I really enjoy it. But I don't, I don't, my love for Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle is not greater than your love for Ascension, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So, so that's why for me, 10 feels like a pretty good spot for it as far as kind of where that sits with all the other games. Cause you're right, I really enjoy it. And I also do think the limited nature of the game does is problematic. There are parts of it that don't make any sense that, like, hey, I'm in the last year and my starting deck is identical, even though I've learned all of these things. Like, how is that even reasonably thematic, right? As far as you're going through that. So, and I haven't played it in a long time either. 
because I've beaten it. So it, it feels odd to try to go back to sure. it um, and do that. So I am totally cool with that slotting in. It's the new number 10 Harry Potter Hogwarts battle. What do you nice. got next for us, Josh? Okay. So um, my games have been mobile games, uh, mobile adaptations as well so far. And I'm not, I'm not changing that um, because that's kind of what the theming I was thinking of. I don't know if you've played this game. Um, and if you haven't played the physical game, we should at least play the digital game together um, because it's real fun. And that game is Tokaido. Have you played Tokaido? Uh, I have I have only actually played the digital version of this oh, game. Oh, so you have played the digital. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So my game, my nomination for the list is Tokaido. Whew, this is a tough one. This was not one. This is coming, coming out of left field for me. Uh, this is not a game I've thought about in a very long time. <laughs> I like Takaido, though. It is a good game. It is very straightforward, uh, very a, a tranquil, I think, would be a good way to describe it. A very just kind of zen, chill-out game. If you're looking for a game to that's not super stressful, there's still some interesting decisions to make, you know, and kind of that action space and trying to figure out how many spaces to move as you're going to get the the resources you're looking for so there's some you know or the sets you're looking for to collect i guess would be the better way to put it yeah uh but yeah wow takaido i would have to say right now hmm, i am really i don't want to say i'm indifferent about where we put it but i don't have a strong feeling one direction or another i don't have a place that i feel very um passionate a bit about put that was really weird weird way to say passionate <laughs> passionate about putting this game i yeah. at first blush when i look at it i'm like well i don't think i liked it as much as harry potter or azul i um but i probably like it more than cosmic run so it might be kind of in that you know 10 11 12 13 range for me okay but i could easily be convinced depending on how strongly you feel about it okay um for me i feel like i the only tranquil part of Tokaido is the setting for me and how the board looks. I find it to be an extremely stressful game because you can very easily block out any person's movement because you can. there's only one or two spots on the board where multiple yeah. people can go. And if you don't get to the restaurant first, second, or third, you're stuck with the worst meal option as well. I find it very stressful, but I also really enjoy the game. Um, however, I may be saying really enjoy the game might be misleading. I had this in between 19 and 20. Oh, wow. Okay. That's not what I was expecting. Why that low, Josh? I don't necessarily think that's low. I think we have a good list. Oh, okay. Um, I like Takedo, Takedo, I keep saying it differently every time. Um, it is a unique and a beautiful looking game, and there's not too many games out there like it. I think what it does, it does well, but I don't think it does anything like great. Like you said, it's tranquil, and and I clearly have a different opinion on that. But I don't know that I like it more than Castles of Mad King. Um, I like it more than Sorrow, for sure. But I, maybe for me, like Castles is in a weird spot because I probably like it more than Small World, but I don't like it more than Castles. So, like, yeah. I kind of use that as like a baseline when I'm like thinking of games. And I think that's kind of where I ended up to because I think maybe Cosmic Run is in a weird place for me. 
Yeah. You know, so I think we could always revisit games. We said we could do that. So that might be something we need to do as this list gets bigger. Uh, I'm okay with putting it down in that 1928 area. Like I said, I haven't played the game in years. Uh, so I don't. And since I had no strong feeling about it, I think that probably tells you right. how much I like it. Right. You know, so if you want to put it as like the new number 20, uh, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. The Kaido as the new number 20. Josh, was that your third game? That was my third game. All right. Now, this next one, Josh, I feel like it's going to be a kind of a softball, but I implore you to think about <laughs> it once I say it. Okay. Don't say Sentinels of the Multiverse. Josh, I'm bringing out Sentinels of the Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I know you don't like the art of this game. Sure. Is it really, <laughs> and you have said in general that you don't like the gameplay. Yeah. Is it really, like, is this really the number 24 game? Is this after Wasteland Express Delivery Service <laughs> for you? Uh, No, no, it's not. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's that's good. Then that's progress. <laughs> so, Sentinels of the Multiverse, Josh, where do you put it? Where do you put it? What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? You're really teeing me up for a home run here. <laughs> uh, what are my thoughts? Well, I'm assuming game designers have children. So, my guess would be someone was like, oh, sweetheart, to their six-year-old daughter, can you... I'm just, I don't know what to do about this game. Can you write a little bit for me and do some art? And then uh, we'll just publish that. Thanks. <laughs> That's what I really know. I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it, it's above Wasteland for me, but but you're asking <laughs> you're asking for too much if you're going to ask me to put it above Machi Koro. Um it's above Wasteland Express delivery service for me because it is a cooperative deck builder. Uh, and it's like like a loose deck builder. It's not like it's like a deck player, right? It's not even a deck yeah, builder. Yeah, I mean you have a You have pre, you have your hand. Yeah, you have a very you have your pre-built deck basically yeah. that each character has their deck. So yeah, it's not really a deck builder. Yeah. Um It's more like a fighting game, really. I guess. Yeah. It's been so long with, since I with played ca- it. With hand management or, or card management. But I feel like I remember enough about it from not liking it that that's sticking with me. Um, I can't get past art. I'm sorry. That's just something that I can't change in my brain. It'll never go away. Unless maybe they, re- like, why haven't they just committed to the art, right? Because they could have released so many different versions of it with better art <laughs> since it came out. So that's just that's just the artist's like artist objective and and you know I'm not I'm not going to this exhibit when it's in town. In fact, I'm probably picketing it. <laughs> <laughs> um yes. Uh I can't. I can't. I don't know, Kyle. I don't even know what to say. Yes. <laughs> I realize I'm probably already coming across as a jerk about the game and I don't want to further incriminate myself. Um, I hate this game, <laughs> but I don't but hate you it. like it more than Wasteland Express Delivery Service. If I'm forced to look at the mechanics of the game, I like the mechanics of the game better than I do Wasteland Express Delivery Service. All right. I'm fine with that. We can make it second to last. Number Wasteland Express the- Delivery Service is, a, is an escort mission of the board game. It's terrible. <laughs> wow, with great, terrible. With great components. 
terrible. Wow. Okay. Whew. You always hold my feet to the fire. I always feel <laughs> I always feel like I have to be careful. <laughs> I'm just asking your opinion. Uh, and then <laughs> carefully reiterating what I said. <laughs> Well, I mean, you did say uh, it. <laughs> terrible. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So. Wait, you just put it in there. I you did. Didn't I give told me you. Number, number, the new number 23. Wait. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. What are your thoughts? Why did you bring it to well, the table? Just to make me the, squirm? <laughs> I mean, potentially. That may have been part of what I did. But as you have said, we have a literally a really good get list of 24 games. And in this list of now 24 games, I cannot put this game, even though I have had fun playing it, above even Machi Koro. To me, every game that is above it, I would rather play than Sentinels of the Multiverse. Now, I definitely like the game more than you do, but I am totally fine with this placement as having it at number 23. Um, And to be totally frank, there's a number of games I would still put above this. Like, as we keep going and adding games to this list, I don't anticipate that it's suddenly going to, like... I don't think there's going to be a lot of games between Sentinels of the Multiverse and Wasteland Express Delivery Service for a while, unless we specifically try to aim some in there. So so what we could take away from this is you agree with me. Well, here's the problem, though, is I've never played Wasteland Express Delivery Service, but I have played Sentinels of the Multiverse. So I might really like Wasteland, and then we might revisit it whenever you might, I play it. You might like it. I don't know. We'll see. And that makes it I a would, little bit I would harder. let you put it right above Sentinels. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I think there would be fewer games between Machi Koro and Sentinels of the Multiverse for oh, me than there would be for you. For sure. We we have saying. yeah, we have so many more games to add. Uh, I will for sure do my best to keep Sentinels at the bottom. <laughs> okay. So our new top <laughs> five then, going from five to one, Tiny Towns is now the new fifth place holder. Uh, Lords of Waterdeep 4, Everdell 3, Pandemic to Gloomhaven is number one. If you want to see the full list of 24 games, you can check out uh, on social media, on Twitter. It is our pinned tweet has a link to the ranking, so feel free to go ahead and check that out. Josh, what is your next topic this week? Oh, hold on. I'm going to leave this. Go back. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Outrider developers are still listening to their fans and we're just in a beta still actually less than a week away from release which is exciting but our news from people can fly this week is they're promising to permanently brand cheaters with a hud watermark to expose their cheating ways now we're not this isn't necessarily uh, addressing the problem where like where we can identify cheaters, but it is making them have to see that they have been identified as a cheater, which I think could potentially be uh, less powerful than what we want because I think most people who cheat are okay with it. <laughs> but it's still like it's still them telling. Well, as they as they quote, uh, we can see you all unquote. Um, from the Polish studio. Um, and then, quote, yes, even the person who gave themselves 600 legendary weapons. And that is, like, straight out of the beta where people were cheating. Right. Um, now, the, I guess the, the, the big question to come up now is uh, the difference between cheating and exploiting, uh, because I would have been branded a cheater in Destiny for using the loot cave 
like every Destiny 1 player that ever played the game in the first three months of the release. So that probably would have made me feel pretty bad. Um, but I'm. this is more than just someone nerfing a beta hack. This will be for future versions and cheaters of the game. So here's my question for you, Josh. So the loot cave example in Destiny, is that yeah. really cheating? Well, th- their example about the legendary weapons, that's the same exact thing they did in this game. Is so, it the same thing that they did? Yeah, they were just exploiting a, like a bug in the game. Okay, so there was a bug in the game that the developers didn't fix. Yeah. And using, but, so, okay. Well, but the, develop, the, the developers using that as a quote, not me. Like the I know, I know. Saying that. I don't think that's I, cheating. Okay, I was so we're on the same page because I don't necessarily yeah. think that's cheating either. You're trying um, to be, you're trying to, like for a game, well, this, this needs a game of service, right? We've we know our writers isn't, but if you want to be, if you want to play Destiny cooperatively with a friend or strangers, because Destiny you quite often have to be with strangers, mm-hmm. you need to be competitive. And unfortunately, the the e the only way to do that because everyone else was using the loot cave was you also had to use the loot cave, right? And to me, there is a big difference. So that theoretically, well, not really, I don't think. I was gonna say that might have in Destiny might be a little different because there's PVE elements, right? Mm-hmm. So or PvP, excuse me, elements where you can go into the into the Crucible and you can do your thing and it is called the Crucible. That's yes. the player, right? Correct. Okay. Um and you can, you know, so if you are getting more gear or better gear in a not intended way, that could have detrimental effects in pvp so that's not good like i i I don't think that people should be able to do exploits that lead to something like that but in something like outriders which is i think there is no pvp it's all pve granted you can match make but i think it's all still pve correct it's all pve to my knowledge i don't think they've added pvp to the game yet right like at that point part of me is like well maybe just fix your game I you know like I yes I feel a little bit differently about it. I used to get really frustrated too because there's always that delicate balance. I don't think it's a delicate balance, but um, especially earlier, you don't see this so much later. But when I, I, especially in like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and then World at War and Modern Warfare Two, there were a lot of map glitches where you could get like under the map. Yeah, those sorts of things obviously cheating, right? Not intended for the way for you to be able to play that, for you to be able to shoot people and them not be able to shoot you back. Like that's not intended. And that to me is cheating, but when there is a loot issue, I and the person is like doesn't have to like walk up to a rock and like crouch and crouch jump the whole like for thirty seconds to like worm their way slowly. Like if they're like, oh, I got this chest and now I left the area and I came back to the area and I got the chest again. Like that to me just seems different. Yes, and 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 that was just the top quote. That, that's definitely not the their main like push so some some facts about this so over two million players have played the demo which is incredible um they've only identified about 200 people so it's a 0.01 percent of them have cheated um they also say that if you try to cheat just to try it out but you want to go into the main game unbranded you can do so, but you have to delete all your characters and items 
on your entire account in order to wipe your cl- your slate clean. Um, it says you should not try to carry over progress between demo and main game. Uh, if you previously cheated but do not plan to do so in the main game, that's from People Can Fly. Um, there's some there's a there's a bunch of interesting um, information in here, but I would say so if you are a cheater and you're and you're going to continue playing the game. Not only are they branding you with that watermark, they're not going to let you matchmake with non-cheating players, and they're going to make your matchmaking take longer uh, as you wait to matchmake with other cheaters, right. which I think is really there's funny. only 200 of you right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they did clarify what counts as cheating in our riders. So their list that they issued is um, intentionally running the game on PC without uh, EAC, which is easy anti-cheat. Just a, a program that they ask you to like willingly accept the terms and services of. Uh, if you modify the game files to enhance the character, uh, that includes level, skills, inventory, etc. Uh, if you externally modify a game to reduce time-dependent features such as vendors and challenges, if you use a trainer program or similar to gain advantages within the game, or if you use gameplay-altering programs such as aimbots or wallacks. So while their original quote kind of really commented on the loot issue they had, none of the things they're counting as cheating going forward have that listed. Right. Because I was going to say, based on this, Loot Cave would not be cheating. However, this is going forward. Right. So if they decide that exploiting that was cheating, they're still expecting you to delete your account. If you go into your demo the beta mm-hmm. and you see a watermark time to delete your account <laughs> and start again <laughs> and start over um yeah so that being said do you what do you think uh do you think this is a good step forward for a developer to do especially coming from a beta seeing how much they have already done or do you think this is a, a problem i think it's okay and i really like when Something like this is done for cheaters. Uh, there are other games soon. I'm never. Gonna, I'm not going to remember off the top of my head, but there are other games too where, for like multiplayer, they will only match you with other cheaters. So if you are using aimbots or wall hacks, they will only match you with other people using aimbots or wall hacks. So they don't suspend you. They don't stop you from playing the game. You just are going to also only play against people who are cheating. <laughs> so I think that's kind of a good way to handle the situation, right? Like you keep people engaged in your game but if you're like well if you want to be a jerk about it go be a jerk with all the other jerks and just deal with it over there you know (laughs) so i think it's a a nice way to do it it is it's very odd to me that people would cheat in a pve game like i just yeah okay that i I don't see the point of that really i i don't totally understand um but yeah i i think that anything they want to do to encourage people to play uh properly I, I think is fine. And I think watermarking them as cheaters, totally okay. Uh, if you don't want to have a watermark as a cheater, don't cheat. Exactly. Yeah, I don't understand the motivation of cheaters from Fall Guys to our yeah. Uh I don't understand it. I don't like, I don't understand the enjoyment anyone gets out of something like that. Uh, I mean, I guess I can understand. When I think of like sports, the motivation to cheat to for a financial gain, but a lot of the people who are cheating are not esports players. They're just people 
And right. that really confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, just yeah. like I, I watched uh, Cool Runnings uh, with a partner cool recently. Cool Runnings. So you've seen Cool Runnings. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had never seen it. And I was pretty mm. shocked that she had never seen Cool Runnings. Wow. And I, and I was like, well, we're going to watch Cool Runnings. And she goes, is it a good movie? I'm like, I don't know that it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of fun. It has some, you know, funny points. I'm like, but there's one point where the movie gets real deep. And she's like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I'm like, there's one point where it gets super, super deep. And then <laughs> we get to that point, and she's like, wow. I was not expecting <laughs> that coming out of this. I'm like, I know, right? It like makes all the other stuff like you get your good little lesson about life and, and winning and like what that was worth and what that means. And it's great. And it's kind of what I feel like in this situation. Like, <laughs> if you don't feel like, you know, oh, I'm such an awesome person or I'm such an awesome gamer. Um, without these things, like you're not suddenly gonna feel that way with them. So yeah, just just don't cheat, don't do it. It's not nice. Anything else about Outriders? You still ex- excited to play this game? Yeah, I can't wait. I really think I really want us to be able to get more in. It takes two before it comes out because <laughs> I know <laughs> I don't want to have to pick between the two games to play because <laughs> it takes two is so fun Josh it's so fun it's such a it fun is, game it is way we'll more talk fun about that later <laughs> yeah goodness gracious all right so my second topic is the 2021 BAFTA game awards winners have been announced so yeah. we're just going to go briefly through the winners and we're going to kind of do our typical rapid fire that we do here Josh where I'm going to read the category and the winner and if <laughs> yes. you want to react or say something about it then you are welcome to do so sound good sounds good all right uh so not like again just the category and the winner <laughs> i'm not even going to go through all of the nominees yeah. so animation winner last of us part two yeah artistic achievement hades yeah <laughs> audio achievement ghost of tsushima uh-huh that's gonna be a movie best game hades heck Heck yeah. Hades, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hades, yeah. Yeah. British game. <laughs> Sackboy, a big adventure. Now, looking at this list, uh, yes, I guess. I don't know oh, if I identify it as a British game. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, British it's, voice it's, acting, yeah. Well, I know, I know what the studio. awards are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, debut game, Carry On. Sure. I mean, I've heard it's good. <laughs> okay. Evolving game, Sea of Thieves. Wrong. R. <laughs> Family game, Sackboy, a big adventure. Uh, let me look at this. No. Wrong choice. <laughs> what was the right choice? Astro's Playroom. Okay. Well, I would have been acceptable with either. Animal of them, Crossing. But... Family? <laughs> no. Family. Pff, Animal Crossing. Can't even multiplayer that. I mean, I know you can. It's not multiplayer. You know it's I mean? family. <laughs> <laughs> game Beyond Entertainment. Animal Crossing. Yeah, that makes sense. Imagine yeah. if Last of Us 2 won that. You'd have just have to cancel the BAFTAs. <laughs> uh, game design, Hades. Yeah. The one that should have won multiplayer, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, that's a mistake. How? <laughs> I mean, it does have multiplayer, but it, I mean, it has it, but that doesn't not mean Not in the traditional sense. Uh, music, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, surprising, but uh, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I that this category when you look at all of the nominees, that is a solid group of music. Um, yeah, and they're all very very good. So I mean, yeah, uh, narrative Hades. Yes, this is the country I need to live in. They all they appreciate <laughs> Hades over there. <laughs> Original property Kentucky Route Zero TV. No, <laughs> performer in a leading role, Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. Yes. 
okay. performer in a supporting role, Logan Cunningham as Hades, Achilles, Poseidon, Astraeus. He's so good. And He's the so storyteller. Yeah. How is that supporting? <laughs> it's like every role. Carrying basically. the game. Carrying the game. Yeah. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> uh, technical achievement, Dreams. I think that makes sense based on all the things I've seen from that game. Yeah. And the EE game of the year, which is basically the publicly voted kind of game of the year, uh, Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, the internet vote. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the BAFTA Awards? Overall, happy results make sense? Yeah, no, I like it. I was actually kind of rooting for Shannon Woodward to win, but um, Laura Bailey's like uh, just... I mean, she's not in the same category, sorry. Uh, Logan Cunningham is, is great. I'm happy to see him win. Um, but I, I love Dina, and that would have been nice to see her win and get her, get her, get herself another uh, award. Agreed. But overall, I think a pretty solid um, awards. Like, I think everything that won other like the only one that's weird to me is the multiplayer, just because Animal Crossing's multiplayer implementation is so weird. Yeah that that's the only one that sticks out to me as odd i don't think it's wrong it just is so odd it's counterintuitive to the word multiplayer (laughs) right Uh, but otherwise the rest of them are good and man that music category we had a good year of music and video games last year any one of those ones could have won and i would have been happy Agreed. Agreed 100%. So those were your BAFTA winners for 2021. Um, And then um, Shaban Reddy, the studio head um, at Media Molecule, also won a a lifetime achievement, but they have a very specific award that they give like one or two out a year. Um, The super uh, prestigious. So congrats to her for winning that. Nice. All right, Josh, what is your third topic? Okay. So Xbox Live is changing officially we've heard rumors for months and (laughs) this article i clipped isn't even necessarily addressing that head-on but xbox live gold will soon no longer be required to use party chat they're also dropping the subscription requirement at the same time um as it also removes the need for xbox live gold to play online free to play games such as Fortnite and Rocket League. We talked about this previously, I believe. Uh, it's just changing to Microsoft Network, if I'm uh, mistaken. Uh, sue me. Don't sue me. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't remember if it's like, uh, it's not Microsoft Studios because we already know that. So it's either like Xbox Network or Microsoft Network um, or something to that effect. But basically... Uh, they uh, started with Alpha Ring Preview members already, where you can start playing games uh, that do, that that would previously have required Xbox Live to play multiplayer. And you can now do that if you're in that uh, ring. Alpha and skip ahead Alpha, uh, as I see the tweet down here. Uh, no longer requires Xbox Live Gold membership. Um, as they're flight and testing these services ahead of general availability. Uh, again, I'm in the alpha ring. I haven't seen this come through yet, so they, they do do it sporadically. But usually, uh, uh, based on my experience, it's about three months out before it comes to the public. So uh, I think it's a good time frame for E3. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's great news. Uh, you know, that's Microsoft listening to the people Again, eventually, you know, I mean, people have been asking for a while, but now they're listening. Um, 
You know, I think last year Microsoft made a few mistakes that they weren't thinking too clearly on before they made it, or they were just thinking the wrong way. And we can see that they're listening to people now, which is a great sign from any company. Um, never mind how big Microsoft is. So what do you think? Good sign? Uh, slippery slope? Any any comments in general? I mean, no, that seems good. Should we, <laughs> like, should we cancel our Xbox Live? I mean, well, no, we can't. No, we can't do Xbox it. Live. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's nice that people, uh, people who are gifting Xboxes or or sending Xboxes to friends or family or loved ones, that if they just have kids who want to play Fortnite, they can do that, and right. that's a nice change to see. Where I think is it like two years now they've been able to do that on PlayStation, maybe longer. For free, for Fortnite for, for free and yeah, other games, been, yeah, for as long as I can remember, yeah, it's been a long time, yeah. So it's nice to see them getting stepping up, um, also realizing they need to be more competitive with Sony, uh, because they're getting closer to bridging that gap where they are so far behind. Uh, I don't know how much closer, but they're getting closer, yeah, since we have no sales numbers for anything, like who knows, yeah, how who much knows, closer anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows? Well, if realistically, you want... oh yeah, God. <laughs> I was say, and realistically, like, I mean, for the next year, probably, I think it's gonna be kind of moot for both public, like both, because yeah, like, they're just gonna keep selling all their consoles, you know. So I think really, like, a year from now is where you'll start actually seeing uh, the fruits of these decisions and all that good stuff start to um, come to fruition, if you would. So that is so, yeah. true. Um, I was going to say, if you want more information on this, um, as far as like the um, the network they're changing their name to and all that stuff, uh, you can check out the Xbox Empire podcast on the PSVG network, where they have undoubtedly talked about this for weeks. <laughs> so I'm sure you could just drop in and hear what Donnie and Elaine have to say about this, because um, they're doing great stuff over there on the Xbox I almost said drive, which would have been funny if I called it the Xbox drive. <laughs> I believe uh, the founder of PSVG said that was the best Xbox show on the on the internet. Yes, and also, but also Sean Capri said that the that the Empire is also the best Xbox show on the internet. They're just basically like trading off compliments to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, not I don't that know they're why wrong. It's the... just funny that they both say each other's shows are the best. Xbox shows on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're the best Xbox show on the internet, but who am I? I to judge? disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even close. Awesome. Anything else about Xbox Live you want to talk about, sir? No, I mean, I love that. I love that it's going to be more accessible. That's that's yeah. that's how that's how I'm that. Absolutely. All right, Josh. My final topic this week before we get on to homework and all that good stuff and listener questions is the Future Games Show happened this mm. last week uh the future game show put on by games radar uh and they're gonna i think do three of them this year they said uh but just you know an opportunity to look at some trailers for some things uh there was like 40 games at it wow. um yeah there was a ton so i am going to we're gonna do a quick reaction again i'm going to go through the games that were there if you want to talk about them We'll talk if you want to just make an indication about your thoughts. Otherwise, we can do that as we plow, plow through this list. Does that sound like a plan? Yes. 
All right. So here we go. <clears throat> A lot of ground to cover here, Josh. So here we go. Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. Pass. Hidden Deep. No idea what it is. Glitch Punk. I didn't watch the show. Life of Delta. No clue. Fling to the Finish. Huh? <laughs> Inculinati. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> the Lord of the Rings Gollum. Hey, this game looks bad, right? <laughs> I don't think it looks very good. <laughs> I really don't. So you're saying we're not going to be playing this one? Uh, I'm not playing this okay. game. <laughs> okay. Arctic Awakening. I'm going to have to watch this show tomorrow. Uh, Returnal. Hey, uh, I'm excited because it's on my uh video game draft league and i know that you're buying it for us so i am buying it for Let's us do i'm it. <laughs> stoked about this game we're about a month away and i'm really looking forward to it uh chris tales isn't this game super old <laughs> axiom verge 2 axiom verge 1 uh naraka blade point <laughs> <laughs> savior <laughs> help me <laughs> quantum error it does not compute of bird and cage. The uh, one stone. It takes two. Hey, we played this one. We did play this one. Game deck? Is that where I install my games? Yes. Ember. <laughs> no clue. Kathy Rain director's cut. <laughs> what happened to Kathy Rain? <laughs> there was then a uh, <laughs> showcase for Team 17, so I'm not going to go through all of those games. Okay. Uh, Back for Blood. Yes, I know it got delayed, but uh, it got delayed closer to Halloween, so awesome. Warhammer Age of Sigmar Tempest Fall. Oh, it's VR, huh? Um, I'm like hit or miss on Warhammer games. Okay, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, then there was a whole montage of stuff, so we're going to skip that. Uh, the Longest Road on Earth. I. Okay. Green Hell. The movie? <laughs> Operation Tango. Hmm... I don't know what that is. Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, I feel about this how I feel about the Lord of the Rings game. <laughs> I know. Well, we're get, you're getting that one for free thanks to PS Plus. Uh, I'm not serial downloading cleaners. it. <laughs> <laughs> serial Cleaners. I have this on my Switch. I haven't played it. Okay. Elite Dangerous. I've I've heard great things. Don't forget me. I already forgot you. Fire Commander. <laughs> oh, my son might like that game. All right. War Hospital. Pass. Lost Words Beyond the Pain. What is War Hospital? What a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. Lost Worlds uh, <laughs> Beyond the Page. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the... Kyle, I really feel like I should have watched this show. <laughs> Haunted Space. Uh, intriguing name. Sub Rosa. Uh, the screenshot looks terrible. Life is Strange True Colors. Yeah, this game looks really good to me. It does. Uh, Martha is dead. Martha! Humankind. <laughs> uh, oh, that looks interesting. It does look interesting. I agree. Sifu. Yes, this game looks great. Uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits. I mentioned this in Discord. Maybe the most beautiful game trailer I've ever seen. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If it's real game footage. <laughs> For this one, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I think uh, it is. Josh, that was a lot of games. See, I did not watch the entire thing because it was super long. Josh. There's like 40 games. And I was they working. all have multiple minute trailers. 
Yeah, I was working, and our Wi-Fi is real good at my new job, so I can't see anything. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, but, you know, Kina, Sifu, uh, there, I mean, there are some games that look cool. Uh, Life is Strange. Uh, you know, definitely some games that I had not heard of being featured uh, that, you know, I'll definitely potentially maybe someday take a look at. But, <laughs> you know, it's always a cool thing for developers and smaller developers to be able to get their games out there. I, I do think, though, that when you get into a show this big – it is really easy to get lost. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I, I, I just don't know how, like, you really have to have something special to stand out, um, which isn't a bad thing. You know, that's often the way it goes. But hoofed it can it be tough when you have a 40 plus game show done in like two hours, you know, like trying yeah. to have your two minute trailer stand out. But um, go ahead. All the stuff is on Games Radar. All the trailers are on Games Radar individually, too. So you don't have to go watch the entire show. So you can take a quick gander at things and just kind of watch the things you're most interested in uh, but there are definitely a few things that i think are worth checking out so make sure you go take a look at that anything else josh about the future games show are you going to watch the next two when they do them i think we're getting one around e3 time and then one in the fall it sounds like are you if available will you watch i'm gonna have to go back and watch this one i have to find it on <laughs> youtube uh there's a, definitely a bunch of games in there i'm interested to e- just get an opinion on so yeah. <laughs> So maybe I'll probably watch that tonight, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I like when they do that stuff. I like when they do. I just can't always um, watch them. Like, at least at E3, I, I try to genuinely make myself available. But when they drop things like these, um, I don't always know that it's happening or have the availability to watch. Right. No, I agree. And it, I try to watch it, and I just work with Super Super Busy and... So I just went, well, went back and watched the trailers I was most interested in, and then I kind of had the page bookmark, and I'll try to catch up with the rest of them when time <clears throat> allows. So. Yeah. All right, Josh, with that is homework time, so we're going to review our homework assignments mm. from two weeks ago, and we're going to assign some new homework moving forward. So, Josh, I had assigned you to do the randomizer on Game Pass, and you had to play the first game that came up you had not played, and play yes. it. I know you did <clears throat> this, so uh, what I was did. that experience like? Well, the first two games I drew, I had already played, so I did not play those. Out of curiosity, what were those games? Um, Do you remember? I'm, you know, I don't remember the first one now. The second one was Golf with Friends. Okay. Um, I can't remember what the first one was, but I had played it, um, and in my brain, that's something I played a lot. Um, so the third click of that wheel, it does not work on the Xbox, only on the PC. That button isn't there anymore on the Xbox for whatever reason. Uh, was the Falconeer. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I played the Falconeer. Uh, what can I tell you about the Falconeer? The Falconeer is a game where you ride on the back of a falcon like a dragon. <laughs> um, it is every bit a flight simulator in the style of like Ace Combat or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter that you would imagine as far as the combat goes. And that's the thing I liked about the game. Everything else I did not like about the game. <laughs> okay. Um, it kind of forces weird storyline down your throat. It forces weird um, hidden tutorial missions down your throat. Like they're asking you to like travel long distances in a circle just to get back to where you started. The character animations are weird and too cartoony for, I think, the style of game. I But I, I do want to stress how much fun the combat was. It was a lot of fun. Um, And it's 
I know it's it's mostly over the water, but there's also there's air and I guess I'll call it sea combat because you're shooting at like boats or or the equivalent of boats in the water. Uh, landing is a nightmare and a headache and stupid. They should just put an auto land button in the game. Um, but I just really didn't feel any connection to the side quests or missions I was getting because I didn't care about any of the characters because they just really didn't build that in for me. Um, but that being said, if you're interested in a different take on like a, a fight simulator or it's not even a fight simulator, it's flight combat uh, game, um, check it out at least if you have Game Pass. It's not going to cost you anything more than you're already paying. Uh, the gra- it looks great. There's uh, parts like you you charge your special ability by flying into thunderstorms, and you get electrocuted to charge up your special ability. But you can also get electrocuted too much, so you need to not spend too much time in thunderclouds. Um, it was fun. I had a good time with it for the most part, but I could tell within 30 minutes it wasn't a game I wanted to keep playing. Okay. So, if you had to give it a rating on a 1 to 10 scale, what rating would you? A 6. Okay, solid, solid. Well, you know, I'm glad it wasn't a a 1 game, so that's good. But, you know, (laughs) you have plenty of things to play, too, so it's okay that it wasn't a 10, I think. Yes. I could have gotten a lot more out of it if it was the only game I had to play. (laughs) That's why I gave it a 6. Otherwise, I probably could have given it a (laughs) 4. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Uh, So, Josh, I'm going to check one thing here because Hmm. I want to... Make sure the when I assign you what I'm going to assign you. Okay, it does work that way. Perfect. So for my assignment, Josh. Yes. I was assigned to play Hitman Three, and you, you said were. I could play as much or as little Hitman Three as I wanted to. <laughs> yes. So Josh, I want to let you know that um, I spent a decent amount of time um, carrying out orders <laughs> to eliminate. Uh, some folks who are up to no good. Did you do the boat? But I did this in oh, Mafia. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I did play, I did start Hitman 3. I will say I did start playing it, and it just was not a game I was in the mood to play. I just, I, I was, I wanted something a little more story focused. I wanted something where I could create some sort of more significant connection to the protagonist. That was just the mood I was in. And for Hitman 3, I, I just, obviously, yes, there's a story. Obviously, there are things that are going on there. Um, I It just was not what I was looking for. I don't think it's a bad game. I just was not in the mood for it. So how much did you play? 20 minutes, probably, half hour. I, I was in Dubai. Did you do the you know? tutorial or did you do the no, first I, mission? No, I was in Dubai. I went to the first mission in Dubai when you're in the big tower. Oh, so you skipped the tutorial. Well, I had done the tutorial before. With the boat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did that like when the game first came out. So I did the, oh, the boat. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I did that back in February or January. I thought you um, hadn't so... played it at all. That's why I gave you that assignment. Oh, no, no, no. I had played it. I did the boat. And then when I said I did the boat, you're like, well, that was from Hitman 1. I was like, oh, okay. I just, I thought was that was it? a tutorial for Hitman 3. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had done it before. Uh, so I did play it. I, you know, I, yeah. I, can't i think it's a really good game i just it has to be a game that i'm in the mood for to play i think um speaking okay. of which though mafia josh mr hyman fun. you're on notice this I, is I'm two no- weeks why? in a row I did the assignment you didn't give me a minimum <laughs> amount of time to play i completed the assignment josh. Uh, uh-huh. but speaking of which yeah uh, hit, did, you, did you ever play the original mafia 
No, I didn't. Okay, well, we own the we own the definitive edition. I saw that you bought that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really fun, Josh. It, there are some parts of it I really, really don't like. There's a race you have to do, Josh. I had to do that probably that race probably more than anyone has ever had to do that race in order to progress the story. I think I'm really bad at driving games. We've talked about this, uh, but other, outside of that, I'm actually really enjoying the story for this game. I think it's kind of fun. Nice. So, um. Anyway, so those were our individual assignments, and then we had a co-op assignment. Uh, but since I'm the person who assigned it, you did. I, I am going to give us an audible. <laughs> I think we 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 succeeded in a way. We did succeed in a way. So the assignment originally was to play Wolfenstein Youngblood co-op, but instead we decided to play something a little more joyous together, and that is we played It Takes Two together. Joyous, not in story, but in right. gameplay. <laughs> but in gameplay. So what is your impression of It Takes Two so far? Yeah, so we played It Takes Two. Uh, this is the next game from Joseph Ferris, who is just as animated as his characters in his games. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think the gameplay is familiar, but unlike anything that I've ever played before. Right. Um, it's a lot of fun playing cooperative. And... You 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 know you make your decision on what character you're gonna be at the start, and then the game makes the decisions as to how your character is going to, um, uh, uh, what's the word I want to look for? Um, uh, shoot, my brain it's not working. Where you put in an effort on the other end, the uh, I guess I'll use the effort. The game decides your involvement in the in the game like you're you're automatically assigned certain things in story elements you don't get to choose at that point right each so, character has certain skills and abilities they get assigned throughout the game yeah but you that don't know that, that when you pick your character you're right. just uh, you're just given a tool or a weapon or, or whatever as you play so you have to make that work you don't get to say like oh kyle I know Kyle's stronger at this, so we're going to let him take this. It's just like, hey, Kyle has that. We got to make that work. Josh has right. this. We got to make that work. Um, and that's really where I think the bulk of the cooperation comes in. You really have to communicate to solve the puzzles, which I feel like they do a really good job at not making them feel like puzzles. Yeah. It really just makes it feel like a goal you have to accomplish. I know that that's like the definition of a puzzle, but... It doesn't make it feel that way. I think it looks great. Uh, playing online, we've had, I, I didn't notice any issues as far as controls, so it also runs great. It does. Um, it's just overall impressive. And while I think the story could use some work only in the regards that it's it really is beating a dead horse in certain aspects, I understand why it's doing it, but I don't think that it needs to keep doing it. Um, we get it. <laughs> it's so hardly driven at the beginning. They could talk a little bit less about certain things. Yeah, um, but I, 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 I love I love what we played. I could have played a lot more. Uh, how about you? What did you think? Yeah, I really was impressed with this game. It was a surprise for me as to uh, how enjoyable the game was. I have played. A way out, but I didn't. I've never played uh, Brothers of Tales of Two Sons, so I kind of, you know, the I, I say gimmick not as a negative, but the gimmick of must be co op, play together. Yeah, uh, I I kind of understand. And 
One thing for a way out that I think the game struggled for is that while there was some interesting things happening in the story and between the characters, the gameplay of what you actually did was not all that exciting or engaging. Uh, It was, you know, have someone hide here and then walk around and you have a distraction and then they walk around and you hit a button and then they like there wasn't this kinetic gameplay that was happening. And it takes two is a completely changes that it is a kinetic game you have to be actively participating the ability to be like oh just wait until this thing happens again like you just have to go like you have to keep going and you have to keep communicating and keep working on things uh which there is i would say a little bit of finickiness to the controls and the camera every once in a while yes. that that's not perfect but when you die you respawn r- immediately and basically right where you died like you don't really lose any progress you're always kind of moving forward so it's very forgiving in that way so when you make a mistake it doesn't feel too punishing uh and and it it's a fun game to learn what you have to do um playing together and there's some fun little side mini things that you can do as well to kind of compete with one another uh but i was pleasantly surprised and the game's a lot longer than i anticipated it would be uh i think you and i when we sat down to play it we're like oh maybe we can bust this out in a night or two and it's quite a bit longer than i think we thought it was going to be so it might not be done in a night or two um so i'm really glad we played it i i really enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to playing it more so if you have someone listener to play it with uh because it does require co-op uh, I would definitely recommend it. It would be helpful if that person played some games outside of this, though. Like, if this is the first game yeah. they ever play, it might not be the best experience. Um, it does uh, assume some level of competency for video games in general uh, to play this game. So if your partner or whoever you're going to play with is is not into games and you're like, oh, maybe this will be the way to help get them into it, uh, that might be more frustrating than fun, I think. So Agreed. Cool. All right, Josh. So with that, then, uh, I'm going to actually let you assign the homework first. We're going to switch it up a little bit. So what homework are you going to assign me for two weeks from now? Okay. Uh, I want you to play your first game of Gloomhaven. Okay. <laughs> are you talking the That's board it. game or the, or the digital version? I'm talking the board game, but I'll accept the digital version as a, oh, crap, I got to get it played. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it okay if I play it solo? Yeah. Okay. Here's okay. Here's what I'll say. Gloomhaven, and then if you can play it with your wife, play it with your wife. If you can't, mm-hmm. play with either me, Lucas, or Kevin, or all of us, or some combination of us. Okay. If you have to play okay. it solo, let's do the digital version in that regard. Okay. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Any other homework or is that, is that my one piece? That's it. I mean, if you do digital, you got to do the tutorial too. So it's kind of like a plus to that. Okay. So. Okay. So here's going to be your homework. easy on your homework. You, you, you <laughs> did go easy because you put me on notice. So I, I got to make sure I follow You're through on notice. This. You have a I D know. for effort. <laughs> a D for effort? Oh my god. You gracious. played Mafia. <laughs> And Hitman 3. I played two games. You said maybe 20 minutes of Hitman 3. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to make sure I got my homework done. Okay, Josh. uh, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want board game homework or do you want video game homework? Oh, I want you to pick what you prefer. So I don't have a choice. I don't have a preference. Okay. So then do you... This is important, actually. Yeah. Um, Do you have an Epic Games account? Yes. Okay. Uh, You have to play Magic Legends. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. 
So it's an open beta. It's free, right? Yeah. So, and you, right. I know you're a fan of Diablo, so I figured a nice free-to-play action RPG would be right up your alley. Okay. It's on the Epic Game Store? It is on Epic Game Store. And since, you know, I have a PC now that I can actually run some things, maybe if we can sign up some time, we can play it together. But I know that we have It Takes Two and uh, Outriders is coming out. There's a whole lot of things coming out that'll make that potentially challenging. But it is on Epic Game Store and it is free to download. Um, it is in beta, so keep that in mind. But <laughs> I am installing it now. Okay, perfect. So that is the homework. All right, then with that, Josh, uh, we do have a listener question. You want to take us through it? We do. Uh, you know, this thing with the security code. I'll, I'll <laughs> Why can't you just... Sorry, 644164. Don't steal my authentication code. <laughs> Your authentication code is stolen. It's known to everyone. <laughs> uh, so in the pure last minute of last minute, uh, Shplik comes in with a question while we're recording. Um, Shplik says, finally got a PS5. Woo! Awesome. Congrats. And so did Kevin Austin. Congrats, Kevin. Uh, girls absolutely love Astro's Playroom. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to end up better for them than Bug Snacks. Uh, what oh, are your man. favorite pack-in games? Not sure if it has the longevity of Super Mario World uh, or Wii Sports, but can we make Astro the official mascot now? Well, I'm going to address the last part first. I think Astro makes way more sense to be the PlayStation mascot now that Crash Bandicoot's not available on every other platform. So right. tag with Crash, come on in, Astro. Well, and I think the fact that they have totally restructured their Japan studio around Team Asobi, who made yeah. has made Astro, tells you what they think of Astro. So I think you can include Astro as a PlayStation mascot at this point for sure. Yes, and I'm struggling to think of my favorite pack-in games only because I'm struggling to think of pack-in games. So I got to right. go all the way back to my childhood, and uh, it's either. Sonic with the second version of the dream, the, the Genesis, because he didn't come in the, he wasn't packed in with the original Genesis. Um, or it is the Super Mario or the Mario Brothers uh, Duck Hunt um, bundle that came with the light gun for the NES. Um, I, I think I probably lean more towards the NES just because of nostalgia and how much that meant to my family when we got that. But I think uh, you can't ignore the game changer that Sonic was being packed in with the Genesis to compete with the Nintendo. Yeah, Uh, this is a good question. I really do enjoy uh, Astro. I think it is up there as far as packing games with the ones that have been mentioned, Uh, you know, whether it be Duck Hunt, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, um, Wii Sports. But for me, for me... I think this counts as a packing game um, from my poor memory, I think. <laughs> um, but wasn't Tetris a packing game for Game Boy? Could yes. You get, yeah, yeah, Tetris so came with Game me, Boy. for me, that would be, te- that, That's a good would be one. Tetris. That's so, a good pick. Um, that would be my favorite slash best packing game. But that is a great question, Splig. Um, and yeah, play, Astro's Playroom is so darn good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It really is. 
Awesome. Well, hey, remember, you can always send us your questions at BoardWithVG on Twitter or BoardWithVG at gmail.com. Um, you can be part of the show, which we'd love you to be. With that, we're going to wrap the show up with our recommendations for a well-rounded life. This is just something else we're currently into that's helping us live that balanced life. Josh, what is your recommendation this week? My recommendation is Invincible on Amazon Prime. Uh, it should be noted a couple of things. One, this is based on a comic book written by Robert Kirkman of The Walking Dead fame. Two, it is animated. Three, it is an hour long per episode. Four, it is about superheroes. Five, it is not family friendly, even though it may appear to be as you're watching it. Um, It is uh, based off the wildly popular Invincible series that Robert Kirkman wrote. It deals with a uh, the main character, played by Stephen Yun, voiced by Stephen Yun, um, whose father is a superhero, voiced by uh, J. Jonah Jameson himself. <laughs> um, where uh, he it is he is waiting to uh, he knows he will be getting powers at some point in this kind of address, like goes into what that must be like for a kid who has to grow up with that, knowing that they're going to get powers, how to deal with them. And then, and, and other things that happen also while being a high school student. Um, there's also like a justice league, a faux justice league in this. There's a lot of humor to this. Uh, there's also some, a lot of seriousness to this as well. Um, I've only watched the first episode. I didn't read the comic series, but it's only because I was not in comics at the time it came out. And like some board games that have a lot of expansions, it is sometimes hard to get into a comic series if you're not in on the ground floor. So I'm excited to be watching this with new eyes. The fact that they can do hour-long animated episodes and Kirkman is fully involved, I think means we're probably getting a true comic um uh transition into television so that could would be nice but i'll I'll start reading up on the episodes after to see if they're true to the comic but yeah the first episode was great i really enjoyed it a lot and i can't wait to see where the show goes so invincible on amazon prime so i hadn't seen anyone say anything about this show until this last week and now everyone on like all of my social medias is talking about this show it kind of stealth dropped if you weren't like looking for it no one right. really knew it was coming out. Yeah, because it's three episodes are out right now. The right? first three, three came out on yeah. Friday, yeah. Yeah, so whew, everyone, all of a sudden, this show is great. I was like, oh, dang, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna, it's on my list to watch, so we'll, I'm definitely going to check it out. So uh, my recommendation, though, this week is a documentary. Imagine that. Uh, on Netflix <laughs> called Operation Varsity Blues, the College Admission Scandal. As you probably know, listener, I do work in higher education. So this is something that was particularly interesting to me, even though I had read a ton about this and kind of knew a lot, quite a bit about what had happened here. Uh, kind of reading uh, reading about it doesn't fully give you the picture about what actually happened. Uh, so this, if you're at all interested, this document documentary does a really nice job of kind of explaining the process that folks went through about how they got their kids into schools that maybe they didn't deserve to be there. The one thing I will say is there's a lot of reenactments in this uh, I heard that. documentary, and the reenactments are reenactments of actual recorded conversations. Uh-huh. So they are reenacting conversations that happened. Yeah. But, Josh, 
when people talk typically and have conversations with people typically, things aren't that exciting, right? Right. We're boring people. (laughs) So then when you give these lines to actors, they try to maybe tweak something a little bit. And it was funny because I was trying to think of like why these reenactments felt so bad to me because they're not good. They're really not good. And one of the other podcasts I listened to is the one who like is playing this out of like they're trying to dramatize things that are very not dramatic. They're very boring topics that people are trying to dramatize. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is 100 percent it. Like why I couldn't put my finger on why they felt so weird. But that's why um, is that they're trying to act the heck out of these things. And uh, they really shouldn't be because these are not exciting um, conversations that people are happening. They're they're very uh interesting conversations and conversations that lend shed some light on um kind of the way people do business and think about doing business uh but like i said they're not dramatic moments but they try to make them that way so it is like i said from that perspective it is really interesting it's also kind of fascinating to know of there's there's these group of people who you know, people like josh i'm assuming and myself would look at and be like wow these people are really wealthy yeah. But when it comes to being able to donate enough money to get into a college, they ain't <laughs> anywhere near wealthy enough. And you're like, how is that possible? Like, right. they're, like, way better off than I am, but they're <laughs> nowhere near good, uh, like, well off enough in order to be able to, like, well, we're just going to build a building for you. So then can our kid come here and be like, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. Like, right. you know, they're like, oh, we could just give a random person, like, 500000 to a million dollars, but we can't give them $10 million. You know, right. it's just like, what the heck? Uh, some people in this world just so different than us. But anyway, <laughs> if you're interested in it, uh, Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. Like I said, some interesting information in there, but the reenactments are a little rough. But otherwise, I thought it was a uh, good watch for the information. So, Josh, what do you say we wrap this show up? Great idea. Thanks for joining us, everyone. In addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board with Fiji, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Board with Fiji. So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form, or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at boardwithfiji at gmail.com. And we tag ourselves with hashtag boardwithfiji on all our social medias as well. So please feel free to use those hashtags uh, so we can see what you're up to. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is, whether you're downloading us from the PSVG feed, the Dice Tower Network feed, or our very own standalone Board with Video Games feed. Uh, You can find me on PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Steam, uh, other places, Twitch, at YSoSirius, S-I-R-R-I-U-S. Kyle, where can people find you? So you can find me on all the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Board Game Geek, all at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. And remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming. Stop gaming.